0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Weem Vitamins. You have absolutely seen me on Instagram at this point, taking my after-lunch little gummy treats. I love Weem Vitamins, not just because they're delicious, not just because they're good for you, but also because they've been such big supporters of One Broke Actress for many, many months, and now they are here to sponsor the podcast, and I could not be happier. So Weem has three main vitamins, the hair, skin, and nails, the apple cider vinegar, and the immune boost. I have been to set a couple times this month, guys, and every time I do, I throw the immune boost in my purse, not just because it's instantly a healthy dessert on whatever lunch I get served that day, but also because on set we are very vulnerable. We're the only people taking our masks off, and I feel like after the year we've had wearing masks and being out of touch with people, the germs are just rampant in any sort of way, and my body might not be completely ready for what's being thrown at it after sitting in my apartment for the past... 19 months. So I love taking them to set with me. I love having them on hand. And not only that, you guys, they're freaking delicious. Because Weem is sponsoring this podcast, they are also giving us a 10% off discount code. If you click the link in my bio, it will take you automatically to checkout with the discount code applied for you. Or if you just want to check out that's weemco.com, that's W E E M C O.com, you can use code O B A at checkout to save 10% off. Thank you, Weem Vitamins, for sponsoring this podcast podcast. All right, guys, let's get to the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the One Broke Actress podcast. An honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am so excited to bring you today's special episode. But before I do, I want to make sure I mention the One Broke Actress merch is officially launched. That means the shop page on Instagram and on the website at onebrokeactress.com is fully open with sweaters and hats and all sorts of actor memorabilia that is not cheesy, that is actually a little funny. I enjoy it. I just wanted to have stuff to give to people that was an inside actor joke, and I love wearing it. The few people who understand it, we've had quite a few laughs together. So if you guys want to check that out, it is at onebrokeactress.com or it is at the shop page on my Instagram. Moving right along. Today's episode is going to be our last episode before Thanksgiving. We will be off next week. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the holidays. Here's the thing with the holidays this year. We kind of skipped them last year. I think a lot of people didn't go home and see family or they didn't see as much family. There wasn't a lot of parties. And along with that came avoidance of the question – What have you been working on? What have I seen you in? How's the acting thing going? All those slightly cringeworthy questions that we deal with as actors when we go hang out with people who might not be as versed in this career as we are. That being said, I come from a very supportive family. I have tried to teach them from the beginning what this career is like, what the actual milestones are, how it works, and they've just been nonstop amazing. So today – I'm interviewing my little sister, Dr. Katie Valentine. Katie's a researcher at Harvard. She's a doctor of quantitative psychology. Our lives could not be more different, but she is so readily available and there for me. And I think that her perspective on our career is something I want more people to be able to give to their families. I think hearing an outside perspective from someone in an extremely successful position that is a little bit more linear than ours is really lovely to hear. And If anything, I hope this episode is something you can share with your friends and family. So this episode is actually bits and pieces of a long-form interview I did with Katie that is going on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash onebrokeactress if you want to check it out. The Patreon subscribers are getting the full episode that also we go over how we compare our careers with each other in our day-to-day lives. We both kind of go over our daily schedules where we're at in our lives, the goals we accomplish, etc. We also kind of talk about the importance of appearance in actor world versus Katie's world. We go into a bit more in-depth things about us as kids and our childhood. All of that is available on the Patreon if you want to check it out. So today's episode is just some of the pieces I want you and your family to hear as you go home and prepare to talk to people about your acting career no matter where you're at. We really talk about how she is supportive of me and advice she would give to someone with an actor in the family and ways and things that I've taught her about the business that we're in. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Let me know what you think. Without further ado, please enjoy my little sister, Dr. Katherine Valentine. Today we are getting straight into it because I have a very special guest, someone who I have known for 31 years she's been so integral to me as a person she even has the same last name as me ladies and gentlemen (laughs) i have on the podcast my sister katie hi katie
1: hi sam
0: should i call you dr valentine for this i don't think you need to she's a doctor you guys
1: not that kind of doctor
0: but you're a doctor people don't need
1: a follow-up but i do because i don't want people at a party being like can you look at this rash for me
0: You can still answer that I
1: (laughs) I can say no very loudly.
0: (laughs) But you're a doctor. You have all the school. You're a doctor. Why don't you tell people a little bit about who you are, where you live, what
1: you do? Yeah. So uh, I live in Sudbury, Massachusetts right now with my boyfriend of over a decade uh, and our two dogs, Warlock and Archie. Um, I work at Mass General Hospital and Harvard Medical School doing research on medical decision making because my background is in. Uh, quantitative psychology, which is basically just like data analysis and decision sciences. Uh, We try to give patients information to help educate themselves and empower themselves so they can make better decisions for themselves. And then we try to figure out ways to measure that those first two things that we're doing are actually helping.
0: How often do you utilize numbers? Every single day. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awful. Okay, (laughs) Before we go into what your day-to-day life is, I just want to give people a semblance of what this podcast is. Basically, I think that there's a lot to be learned by someone who is a non-actor in an actor family. There is a lot at stake in our lives are very weird and your life is like slightly more structured and our brother's life is the most structured and just, we come from a parents of nine to five-ish jobs, if not like eight to 10, you know, like everyone was always working very hard in our family and we grew up with that model. And so I want to really delve into the world of being the family of an actor today. And then we're going to get into maybe ways that family members can be more supportive of actors. So what do you think that I do? <laughs> A lot. (laughs) This this is my question. What do you think that I? I just have because for the people who are listening, my sister and I talk occasionally. We don't talk all the time. Obviously, we both have a lot going on, and we randomly send a text or a picture or meet. Just like feel like a lot of sisters have this relationship where I could see you at any time. We're on the same page, but also I could just send you a meme about Hanson. And we're back in the exact same place. Like, it's just how we communicate. What do you think I do?
1: So I think you do a lot of things. I think you have like your day-to-day things that are pretty consistent, like hanging out with the dogs and watching some sort of video medium, because that's your job to learn from Um, and working out because your body is the thing that you're trying to sell to people. I'm sure you have a very intense hair and skincare regime that takes up an amount of time (laughs) in your life. Uh, and I know that you do some podcasting stuff. And uh, the other, not just the show, the other podcasting stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. And then I think you have the constant rolling in the background of trying to find auditions, trying to go to auditions, trying to prepare for auditions, trying to film for auditions, actually going to auditions, getting callbacks or not, and dealing with those emotions, whatever they are. And then also whatever else you have to do to continuously keep up your social media appearance, to keep up what other people are hearing about you, to make sure that your name is in people's mouths in a positive sense. And um, I think that's probably the vast majority of it.
0: When you say it like that, I feel tired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But was any of it wrong?
0: No, you are correct. I do. Well, let's start out with like the regular day to day. I do think it's interesting that you know, this is something I want to bring up that like, because of the job we have, spending time on our physical appearance is not a luxury it's a requirement based on your casting it changes how much you time you end up spending especially at different periods of your life any actor takes care of themselves in a certain way so that they can be physically fit to work a 12 hour day on set but there's a it's just everyone has their different things so <laughs> you are a supportive sister and we have a supportive family who support me and my career and all of us in all of our various jobs. What do you think makes our family so supportive? Because this is I'm not say supportive one more time. I do supportive Thank because you. it's not common. It really isn't. Especially like I, the amount of actors I meet whose family do not agree with their choices. It's devastating.
1: M-hmm. I mean, I think it comes from where our parents came from. So I feel like dad was raised in a household or was very much so, you know, the American dream, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. If you work hard enough, good things are going to come to you. Treat everyone the way, like, imagine that everyone that you're speaking to is the most important person in the world because they might be that way someday to you. Like, And so I feel like dad has always been very rational, but at the same time, very open. Like, if this is what you want to do, if this is where your heart is, If you're going to work hard, I know you're going to do what you want to do. And as long as you're happy, we're behind you. Mm. And then I feel like mom comes from a very similar, but very different family life of having so many brothers and sisters and having to fight for everything that she did in her life and work really hard to get where she got to in life. And just being such like a strong woman for the time in which she was raised Mm. and bringing up three kids all alone, which I cannot imagine. Raising three kids. I feel like mom has always been so strong and she's done things in a non-normal way. Like she got her like education in physical education, right? Mm -hmm. And she was doing the thing. She was doing what she loved and she continued to do what she loved raising kids. She continued to do what she loved when she was a librarian. She's always found the thing that makes her happy and done it, regardless of whether that was kind of the norm to do at the time. And so I feel like we've been raised by people who were encouraged to do what they loved when they grew up. And so encouraged us to do what we loved when we grew up. And I think they have always been deeply terrified by the financial stakes for all of us, because <laughs> I've spent half my life in education, just getting a degree, several right. degrees. Um, and so I spent so long spending the state's money to go to school and not making any money at all because graduate students don't get paid as if we're actual working. And so, I mean, I think financially we've all been a concern for them except Larry because as soon as he got his job, he was like, he had his job and he was making tons of money and living in a place where cost of living is like so tiny Mm -hmm. and he's going to be set for the rest of his life and his job. Mm -hmm. He's going to work probably the same job the rest of his life. and be totally happy with his life.
0: Yes. Our brother Um, is an engineer for John Deere. He owns a beautiful home in Iowa. Just all the space in the world, a mortgage, all the good stuff.
1: He's got cats, he's got frogs in a pond, he's living his dream. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think we we have always been encouraged to do what we want, just with the rational caveat in the back of our head that the world is a crazy place. And unless you have the money to catch yourself when you fall, it's not going to be a good fall. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a lot harder to get back up. And we have had the safety net of the family if we needed money for something. I remember when I spilled a glass of water on my laptop in college and just called dad crying because I knew how big of a deal it was that I had a laptop in the first place and that I had ruined it. And it was like the saddest phone call I think I've ever had to make to them. Um, and like, he was like, it's okay. If we need to buy a new laptop, we need to buy a new laptop and it's fine. Yeah. We were raised with a great deal of privilege. Yes. And so I think that really helps is because we, I mean, I think there are probably times in our life where our family struggled with money, but we didn't really see that because we were younger, Mm -hmm. but we've just been told since we were young that if we want to do something we love, we should do the thing we love, but make sure you have a game plan for if that doesn't pay your bills.
0: Yeah. What would you say to someone who to someone's family, not to an actor, right? Let's say we have some <laughs> actors who are, they're about to go home for Thanksgiving. This episode's gonna come out before Thanksgiving break. Uh, and then it's Thanksgiving and then Christmas and the New Year's and all these holidays where you usually see your family. And I think a lot of people are catching up with family this year after the last year. And they might not have booked something or had mm-hmm. the the stuff to show off that they're successful in their job, but they're an actor. So shouldn't they be acting? What would you say to someone's family on these holiday occasions?
1: I think the first thing is to kind of take a step back and have the family evaluate what they mean by success. Because I feel like is success booking something or is success being happy with the tapes that you've made and the progress you've made in the year and being happy and learning how to take care of yourself and Meeting a new person, getting a new animal, moving to a place that you like better than your previous location—what are you defining success as? And I think that's the first standpoint. And if you can get to a definition that doesn't necessarily have to do with the productivity of the individual, because that's a very like econometric version of success—I mm. um, think you get to a much better conversation. And then I think it's you know talking to them about what they're excited about because everyone has something that they get really excited about. So you know, what was your biggest passion project this past year, or what have you done recently that just really like threw you for a loop and you would never have heard that, like heard of that experience again. Mm-hmm. So I think it's first redefining success. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's figuring out what is making that person happy in their life. Why don't you talk about those things? Or, you know, is there something challenging that you overcame that you're really proud of this year? Or, you I know, what else questions. have you been doing? You know, like what's the, what's the self care thing that you've learned in the past year that's really been able to help you in your day-to-day life? Mm, There's so many other things such we can better talk questions. about. Yes. <laughs> as opposed to how much money are you making or how many things have you booked or would I have seen you on TV or were you in any commercials? Like I would have told you, so you can stop asking <laughs> those questions.
0: You'd know. <laughs> <laughs> and then is there anything that I've taught you about my business that you think that other actors might need to know as they go home? Especially we have a lot of actors who moved to LA this year who are going home for their mm-hmm. first holidays. And it's been a wild ride, right? (laughs) Did I teach you anything about interacting with actors?
1: Um, I think you've taught me just about interacting with people in general Mm -hmm. and always understanding that, I mean, just kind of that thing I said before, like redefining success. Like what I think is a successful day or an accomplished day in my life is not going to be the same as what you think yours is. Mm -hmm. And so just recognizing that everyone has different levels and then also understanding that it's really hard to be a human right now. Um, Like life in general is very difficult for a lot of people. And so like if you're meeting a low bar every day, like at least you're meeting a bar in your life. And so to not be so judgmental because everyone didn't do every single thing that they needed to do every single day or they let something lapse um, Mm -hmm. and just try and get back to what are the key things that you care about this person being happy about? And are you proud of this person? And if not, you know, reaching out to this person and making sure that there's nothing that you can't do for them. Cause I feel like there are always times where like you or I have had like a rough year or a rough few months or a rough something. And we always have our family to reach out to and to chat with them about, or to just confide in each other. And so just keeping tabs on each other, I think is a big thing.
0: Yeah. I think it really does come down to everyone wants everyone else to be great. We all <laughs> just want everything to like when you go to family it's dinners, So unrealistic. <laughs> everyone just wants it to all be great. We want it to be fine. And so yeah. when i think someone chooses a career that is very uh floaty a career in when we pick careers in soft money uh i really think that it adds an element of it makes people uncomfortable because mm-hmm. they're worried about you and it you know it often comes off as pressure or as confusion or anger and really it just comes down to people don't know how to utilize their words to show their love to show their support and i think if we could use this podcast if a couple of people send it to their families or if someone listens about what our lives are and how similar but the same they are and how, you know, how important it is to just take care of each other, especially around the holidays, especially after the times that we've had over the Mm -hmm. past couple of years, that that I think that's really
1: important. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just making sure that when you're talking to these people, you're phrasing concern as concern. Because I do Mm -hmm. think that there are a lot of there are a lot of places in my job and therefore I'm sure in your job where people can get on really rough paths trying to do that the best they can in this field Mm -hmm. and they can make some really poor choices. So I don't think it's a bad thing to say that you're concerned for someone in your family if they're going through something. Mm -hmm. Um, If you see signs that something's not right I think you can address that with them and that's a good thing because you need that system and you need that support Mm -hmm. but just trying to be understanding while you're doing it.
0: Yeah. And I think actually talking to them first before you lead with concern is always a good thing because yes. you just, sometimes when you're, you're like, I had a really good week, I had a call back. and then someone's like, are you doing okay? I heard I didn't booked anything. And you're like, Oh God, well, you're yeah. right. I haven't booked anything. <laughs> like figure out if like you'd even like, sometimes <laughs> leading with concern the room. Is like, Yeah, the room. It's, it's a bit of a jump to a conclusion, right? That like well, yeah. you really haven't booked anything. So you like, things must be going, being really hard for you. And it's like, actually they're really great. You my mile markers are just really different than yours. So yeah. it might not look like that but you know, just figure out if you need to be concerned for someone first before you yeah. know, lead with concern cuz that can feel judgmental to the person who's being concerned
1: about. It. You're like, I thought yeah. I was fine. <laughs> no, but I like your mile markers. I mean, I think if you if you are the family of an actor, you need to understand what their goals are and what what mile marker they're at where they've like how far they've come and what the next one is and what they would consider as the next mile marker before you start long, to judge about anything and
0: how long it takes to get to the next one.
1: Yeah, and understanding that it's a stochastic process and you can't control very much of anything in it. It's a what process? Stochastic. What does that mean? It means like a random process. Systochastic. Stochastic? Stochastic.
0: Stochastic. Uh-huh. This is why she's a doctor and I have a bachelor's <laughs> in fine arts. <laughs> Yeah, you do. You got that college degree. <laughs> I do. It's right there. <laughs> Look, that's my PhD. Wow. It's framed so differently than
1: mine. <laughs> it's very different.
0: <laughs> it deserves it. Okay. This was lovely. This was everything I wanted it to be. Great. Thank you so much, Katie. Do you want to? Yeah, thank you. I always ask my guests if they want to direct people anywhere, but I feel like you don't love social media.
1: Um, I mean, if they want to see um some cute videos of my dog, they can go see my TikToks. What's your TikTok? Hold on. I got to find it.
0: See, this is how I know you don't promote yourself. <laughs> it's because you don't know your handle.
1: I know my Twitter. So my Twitter is at KD underscore Valentine three. Okay. So I'll that's my it. Twitter handle. And then my TikTok, if you want to see cute pictures of my dogs who were fighting during this episode is at K-A-T-Y Valentine six. Cool. I'll link them in the show notes. Yeah. Um, I love you. No, I love you too.